Welcome to Digital Plus Insights, brought to you by HCL Software, your connection to the Digital Plus economy. Each episode features intimate conversations with industry leaders, exploring the integrated technology that's shaping our world. Delve into the insights, innovations, and ideas that define the way we work, communicate, and do business. It's more than digital. It's Digital Plus. Join the conversation. The future begins today. Hello, and welcome to our first episode of Digital Plus Insights. I'm here with Pete Wharton, uh, Senior Director of Marketing at HCL Software. And we're going to have a conversation uh, about e-commerce, uh, a topic on which Pete is well-versed. Uh, welcome to the show, Pete. Thanks, Mark. Glad to be here. So let's kick it right off by talking about uh, how e-commerce, how important e-commerce operations are uh, in the digital plus economy, and what kinds of of choices uh, companies and other organizations need to make. Uh, the approach a company takes to e-commerce operations, uh, as you know, it can be extremely consequential and can involve significant investments of money, time, effort. So when you ask what's the best e-commerce architecture, that's a critically important question. Mm -hmm. So could, could we start by quantifying those stakes a little bit? How, how much money are we talking about? What kind of impact is, can a decision like this have on a company? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it depends on who you ask. We, obviously, we're talking large, large amounts here. We're talking in excess of $7 trillion for the global commerce market. So... You know, it, digital is, is now probably the most important sales channel for the majority of companies out there. That's an amazing number. So, and I would add to that, sorry, but I would yeah, add please. The, um, the growth, I mean, people differ on the number, but everybody's saying the growth on an annual basis is in the range of 18 to 20%. So that also puts it in perspective. I imagine this took a significant leap over the course of the pandemic. Uh, are we still on the same upward track? Yeah, I, th I think it's just accelerating. I think um, the pandemic forced companies to realize that they needed digital in order to stay in business. And now they see the benefits of digital. They are investing even more heavily in, in digital. So when companies are making architectural choices, recent years saw a shift in approach to digital commerce, uh, with a lot of companies moving from monolithic architectures uh, to architectures based on microservices. Could you characterize for us the key differences between those approaches? What, what were people actually choosing between? Yeah, um, you know, monolithic is, a, is a, an old approach. It's a single module that does everything. And you know the there there are advantages to to that type of approach as we'll see see later. But um, you know it's handles high volumes of transactions. It comes as a very typically a very comprehensive set of commerce capabilities that are already pre-integrated to, together. So sort of time to market is is very very quick. Um, but it does have some limitations. Those limitations around. You know, when you want to scale, you have to scale that whole module, which makes it an expensive process. And when you want to change and customize, which is really what commerce is, is all about, is 
making that experience unique or iconic for your brand, you, you need to be able to uh, adapt it. And that agility is, is lacking in, uh, in, in a, a monolith type solution. So I assume microservices are, are basically an approach that uh, is designed to address some of those limitations. It, it, yeah, it, it attacks those those two things. So um, makes it much easier to scale at a much more granular level. Um, but it, you know, once you've built it, you've got the agility then to be able to adjust to innovation in the marketplace. So really, um, attacks those two two things by breaking breaking the monolith down into smaller chunks. So would this be a, a binary choice, I mean, uh, for, for a company, or are there, is there a lot of variation as to what's the right approach for a given company as, as they were choosing between microservices and, and, uh, and a monolithic approach? Yeah, it's a really good question. So, you know, everybody always gets drawn to the bright, new, shiny object in the marketplace. That was, that was microservices maybe uh, four or five years ago. And people get drawn to, to, to that approach. But there's, there's actually a, a happy medium between the two, which uh, you know, I think we're going to get into in a little bit, which we call the integrated and composable hybrid approach to commerce. Mm. And that gives you all the benefits that you get from microservices without any, any of the uh, disadvantages that microservices bring. So... Are there are there are key players that have been making a move away from microservices. Is that is that uh, the direction that they're going? Um, yeah, it's 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 really really interesting. Um, you know, one of the early proponents, and some people would say, was the the people that came up with the concept for microservices was AWS uh, and um, and Amazon. Um, they. Um, they recently came out with a, an article to say that on the Amazon Prime video services, that they've actually gone back to a monolithic approach because not only does it scale um, easily to manage the, uh, the the requirements for the video servers and tracking what I guess what we're watching, um, but it also did it at ninety percent of a cost saving. So. You know there are there are huge huge benefits, and then secondly, you know the analysts that they they always want to tell you know what's the, the the new exciting innovation in the marketplace, and they they jumped on uh, microservices when it came out, but they um, you know to their credit the the analysts they talk to their clients all the time, they really dig and ask the the difficult probing questions, and when they started to hear about those clients that were implementing microservice type commerce solutions that after four years, they still hadn't even got back to parity on what they had prior to going into a microservice type approach. And in some of those projects, even, even failing, that you know, got them questioning, you know, is microservices the, the right solution for, for commerce? They still believe, I think microservices is good for specific scenarios, but for the complexity, in the commerce world, microservices may not be the right the right answer. So, how would you break down the the technical considerations, the technical obstacles uh, that 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 might limit the utility of, of a microservices approach? Yeah, I know. When I think um, there's no one solution for for everybody, so you have to sort of start with um, looking at the the different approaches. But if 
if I was um, in the market and I was thinking about what's my next my next commerce platform, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd ask some probing questions about my own capabilities. You know, how how commerce mature am I? Because if you're building a microservice type solution, even if you're using a um, a third party consulting company um, or a service company to build it for you, you still need to be able to um, validate the specs, drive them in the right direction, clearly articulate your 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 business needs. So. Commerce maturity is where I'd start. I'd, I'd secondly, I'd look at what's what type of organization am I? Uh, am I an IT-driven, IT-led organization, you know, or am I more a um, buy and assemble type um, solution rather than than build it from scratch? So those would be a, a couple of them. I'd also, you know, carefully look at cost, and I would also look at long-term goals and you know, what you might find with a microservices type approach is that you know I, I hear stories that they use had to use 60 40 to 60 different vendors in order to build a solution that you get with a more comprehensive commerce platform so you may not want to have up to 60 contracts with different vendors in order to do something you could do with one vendor it sounds like an insane thing to have to manage <laughs> It, it is. It, the, the, you know, when, when you take it to that next level, you need to, to look at you know, the technical considerations, you know, the complexities that you know, maybe microservices bring in, um, the communication overhead that goes on. I mean, basically, microservices is, is a um, series of APIs talking to APIs. And one of our, one of our um, uh, clients described it as death by a thousand paper cuts, which is such a great quote. And, and basically what they meant was that you know, every day they were having to make many decisions about which API talks to which API when they were trying to do a, um, a microservices type, type approach. You know, I, and I think, think companies have, um, I mean, you write it at the beginning, you talked about it's really important that you pick the right architecture. But I think companies are stepping back and they're saying, yes, that's important. Technology is an enabler. You need to have the right platform to get started. But focus your attention more on the, um, the business outcomes that you're looking for. You know, that could be uh, you know, simple things like driving revenue growth, or it could be accelerating time to market. And time to market isn't necessarily always that very first time. In the world of commerce, it could be, you know, I'm a retailer and I'm now expanding my uh, footprint across into, into a new ge ge geography. So I'm moving into a new country and I need to be able to launch a website or a store in that, that location. So it's, it's that time to market is also a, a, a key consideration. So you spoke earlier about solutions that are integrated and composable. Uh, could you talk a little bit about how those two characteristics uh, address the issues that we're talking about and, and what that solution might look like? Um, yeah, I think um, the, 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 the difference between the, the, the two really is, um, you know, we, we believe that there's this, this hybrid solution between being monolithic and being um, microservice based. And um, I, I think of it in terms of um, 
being able to compose a solution from a series of services. So rather than looking at, um, at a microservices at a very granular level, I mean, you're getting down into a, sort of an API-based approach, um, a service is still API-driven, but it groups together a ser series of APIs that deliver a logical business service. So a good example would be search. Search would be a, um, a great example. Whereas you can, you can build your own search, you can have the APIs and those APIs talking across the commerce platform. But when you, when you do it at a, a microservice type approach, you've got to think about, okay, so my, my target audience may search on product. They may search on price. So they might say, you know, show me every widget under $10. And now I've got to be not only be looking at the indexes that I run for search to be able to look at my, my products, but now I've got to be able to pull the price information in, or I might need to build, pull in the promotion information, or you know, you probably don't want to deliver a search result for a product that's out of stock. So now I need to look at my inventory situation in order to understand the availability of that, that product. So, you know, that's um, you know. The, the approach and, and that composable service is what we call an integrated and composable commerce solution. It's, uh, it consists of these packaged business capabilities like, like search as I gave as the example, um, but it takes it up a level and allows you to think in terms of logical business outcomes rather than getting down into that granular level. Does that help? Yeah, true. Yeah, and, and so it, it sounds like that goes back to that question: What kind of business are you? How do you work? What, you know, where, where is your expertise? And, and you know, where's your sweet spot as you know operationally as a business? You yeah. know, not everyone is wanting to spend their time micromanaging microservices. You know, at the granular level that you were talking about. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, the company's expertise is in their business, not not. They may not be an IT-driven company. So, the more the the commerce platform can help them focus on their business, focus on their business outcomes and not worry about the underlying technology, but still have that agility, still have the, you know, the, the, the opportunity to bring in new innovation uh, in, at the drop of the hat. You know, we, uh, we jokingly talk about having an idea in the morning and putting it into market in the afternoon. It's mm -hmm. that sort of agility that you, uh, that you need. Yeah, and it sounds like a like a really pragmatic level of agility that you can you know it really is plug and play at a business level. Is it, is is that what it I'm is. hearing? Yeah, I mean it's it and um, plug and plays in some ways a very a very old term and never actually I think lived up to expectations. But think of now um, you know uh, an integrated and composable solution is a platform with all the capabilities that you need. But if you if you think or you've already invested in a product information management solution that um, will augment what you do at a product catalog level, and you think it's a differentiator for your brand on how you deliver that experience. Now mm -hmm. you can take out the, the capability from an integrated and composable um, platform and drop in this new, this new capability. And it's having access to an ecosystem of solutions that allows you now to really tailor and assemble the solution that best fits the, the needs of your market.
So that composability gives you a much higher level of flexibility. In fact, as a, at a business level, uh, it Absolutely. lets you lets you adapt quickly and 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 respond accurately to market conditions and so on. Yeah, right? no, yeah. No longer you're starting from scratch and having to replicate a lot of the the work that's already been done by vendors who have uh, have platforms. Now you're taking advantage of that, plus having that agility to be able to say, you know what, you know. Um, personalization. I, I think I can get more if I use this personalization because it fits my business requirements. That's that's the, uh, the, uh, the I think the logic here is that it allows them to say what's best for my business rather than uh, having to start from scratch, which is the microservices or with a monolith where you've got it, you have to use it type approach. So I've, Pete, I've heard the phrase packaged business capabilities or, or PBCs. Mm -hmm. Is that is that what we're talking about when we talk about these modules? It is. Uh, it is. Yeah. So these modules are the um, pricing, promotions, personalization, um, checkout. Those those are the, the modules that are logical entities that um, you don't want to re reinvent the wheel with um, um, checkout. For example, we, we've got a, a customer that... Um, powers a lot of transactions um, every minute and a, a lot of transactions every minute. They, they basically run 1,800 stores on their platform, all on one platform. And they, they run college bookstores and they are managing at checkout. They might be going out to a payment gateway. They may also be going out and looking at financial aid systems to decide this student who's buying this book, do they get a discount or a a credit so that they get the, the, the book at a, a cheaper price. So, and it drives all that. And the, 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 the customer doesn't even need to think about what's actually happening at checkout. It's all built into that packaged business capability. Uh, and they're just taking, taking advantage of those capabilities. So it sounds like that level of integration really allows for a much higher degree of personalization, which is, which is gonna have all sorts of business benefits. Yeah, um, and you know, I think of personalization and the experience. I think of it's twofold. There's the obvious, um, the end consumer, so the end customer who's who's buying the product or buying the service. There's that aspect that you can tailor based on um, their previous buying history or their browsing history or you know data from the systems about what's actually happening in um, in in that location. Um, but there's also the the um, the back office type experience. So commerce is very much a solution. You don't just drop it in and it and it and it runs. It, it does that. But you know, you think about it as you change your business. You know, you get new products, or you want to run a marketing campaign, and you want to maybe uh, change the pricing or run a special promotion. You know, two for the price of one. You know, you're you're always looking at the the data that's coming from your uh, from your sales, from your interactions with the customers, and you're going, you know what? I think if I adjust this, it will allow me to hit my my business goals better. So, you, you know, you the you want a very easy experience that is consistent across the whole commerce platform, and when when you take a integrated and composable solution. It's a single business tool. When you build a solution that consists of, um, sorry, you, you, you build a solution from microservices and you bring in different pieces, now you've got 20, 30, 40 different 
business tools to manage one aspect, to manage another aspect. And you either have to build your own business tool that sits over the top, or you have to have, you know, oh, let me log in to, to this application so I can change price. Let me go in here and I can uh, set up my marketing promotion and so on and so on. It becomes a very difficult experience for somebody to to manage. Well, it sounds like an operational nightmare. And, you know, just, just, and, and, and when you have a team running that kind of operation, you know, you're inevitably, you're going to wind up with silos, you're going to wind up with people who are not well coordinated. Uh, so, so there are all kinds of, 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 of issues that arise at the, at the level of just running your teams as well as running your business. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you just think of the attrition that goes on in teams today. So, you know, you're always training people. So the easier you can make the, the, the application to use, the more intuitive it is, the more quickly somebody who's come into a new role can pick it up, um, be driven by the, the, the data insights that typically you provide in a commerce environment. And then you start to you know, achieve those business goals that everybody's looking for. So, so you've got an ecosystem approach. You've got a, a variety of modules and, and capabilities built in and integrated in those modules. So you've, you've got a lot of flexibility. And at the same time, you've, it's very, very easy to mix and match. Uh, that, that's, it sounds like an ideal picture from a business point of view. It is. Um, and, you know, as I say, it's this um, almost like we talk about the pendulum swinging from the extreme of the monolith to the extreme of microservices to this hybrid approach where you bring the two together, add in the, the, the ecosystem type capabilities where you can do your words plug and play. And now you've, you've got that agility along with the, um, the, the flexibility to create the experiences that you need for your business. So you've got integration as a giant business benefit here because it, it keeps you from having to reinvent mm -hmm. the interactions that your, uh, that your users or customers are, are engaged with. Uh, you've got a scalable solution. You've got a flexible solution mm -hmm. because it's based in the cloud. Yep. And we haven't talked much about that aspect of it, but that's, that's, that's a big part of this. Yeah. The, the, the basing, basing an e-commerce solution of this kind in the cloud also adds a lot of power on the business side. Am I right? Yeah. You, you, you also need to combine it, I think, with um, a cloud native type approach and a cloud, the cloud native type approach allows you to um, take it, take advantage now of these packaged business capabilities. So um, I'll, I'll pick on search again, because, you know, pretty much every these days, when they go to a, a new site, they, they search. They don't try and go through the navigation. They go, you know, go in and show me X and, and it'll de deliver the results. But imagine that, imagine the scenario, you're, you're selling clothing and you have this jacket and suddenly your jacket is in a movie. You know, it's, and it's being worn by the, you know, the, the, the leading star in, in that movie. And um, everybody suddenly wants your jacket. So what happens at your site? Suddenly you get this influx of traffic that, and they're all searching for, I don't know, brown leather jacket. I'm just you know, make, making it up uh, that they saw. Maybe they picked up somewhere sort of the, the name of that, that jacket. Um, on a monolithic type application, that would probably crash the whole system because all those requests for searches 
is taking away from the from the 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 work done by the by the comma site. But if now you can separate out search from checkout, you've got all these people searching. You scale up that package business capability. Um, while the, the the I don't know what the ratio is, maybe ten to one or something like that. That not everybody is actually then putting that uh, jacket in their shopping cart and and actually buying it. So now you know based on what's actually happening, and maybe it's um, initially the load is on search and it's smaller on um, checkout. So you've got that balance. Then all of a sudden people start checking out and that that grows. So having those package business capabilities. Um, in a in a um, cloud native type environment, you can easily scale those uh, to uh, handle handle the business. And you know we have we have customers that are doing six hundred transactions a second. I mean that's mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. huge huge volumes. And I, and I guess that scale at that level is not just about responding to demand, but also responding to market trends and adding features and removing features quickly to adapt to. Uh, yeah. to customer preferences and and yeah. in the marketplace. So you know, the, how how does it achieve that agility? So you know, in the monolithic world, you had to when you added a piece of um, uh, innovation, you needed to test it against the whole environment because you're adding it to that monolith. But now you're adding um, that innovation just to um, personalization. All you need to test is the personalization module because that personalization mm -hmm. model is is communicating through APIs to the other parts. And all you need to test is that API interface. So suddenly your agility is you know, as good as taking the microservices approach. So let's talk for a second about competition uh, because what you're, the picture you're painting is, is very attractive. You've got this rich cloud-based ecosystem. You've got pre-built integrations and APIs built in so that you can move quickly, you can adapt quickly, uh, you can connect and leverage solutions uh, pretty much at will. Um, it sounds like that would enable you not just at a technological level, but as a business level to innovate quickly uh, in terms of time to market, in terms of staying ahead of your competitors. Is, is, that, is that the case in practice? Absolutely. So, you know, um, our, last our last release was a new um, starter store. So it takes the, the, the experience that you see, it's that front-end experience that you see, and separated it out from from the business. We we did that part a long time ago, but we then you know taking advantage of some of the new technologies in um, that that front end experience to actually serve it up quicker to you, serve it up in a, a, a in a more efficient way so that it's uh, highly customized to your to your requirements. Um, the release before that, we did uh, a customer service uh, representative um, in in. Uh, innovation and that is actually very tightly coupled with what goes on in that starter store so we were able to in two different releases take two different business um, capabilities and deliver them to the market so that you know the, the that our customers could just quickly take that innovation and sit, play with it and then decide whether they want to go into production and go go live with it it's that that easy 
That's impressive. You you mentioned the word efficient, and that leads to another point that I wanted to ask you about, and that's cost efficiency, because that ultimately, uh, ultimately that that drives the decision as well in terms of mm -hmm. the architecture that you choose, right? Uh, I'm going to assume that the cloud basis uh, has a lot to do with uh, minimizing your upfront investments. Uh, and then and letting you kind of go on, on a pay-as-you-go basis, that's that's got to help. Uh, are there other economies, uh, economies of scale and so on, that uh, that come into play with a solution like this? Yeah, um, we have a customer in the UK, um, retail retail company. Um, by taking that that approach with the 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 packaged business capabilities combined with the cloud native approach to DevOps, they decided that they could restore their system in um, about an hour. And so in wow. the past, they, they used to have a, um, a, a system that you know, in case they had a, a, a crash that they could back up a disaster recovery system. Um, they decided that it would take them as long to bring up the disaster recoveries. It would be for them to roll back and bring up a, a solution in a in an hour. So um, they 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 decided to save the money on disaster recovery. Secondly, they used a um, a cloud service where they had to basically buy the, their service rather than say you know we'll buy them as we need them. They had to buy them in advance and buy having a, an approach that was much more scalable, they were able to save 50% uh, of their infrastructure costs um, by taking this, this approach. So Pete, I'm, again, the picture that I'm hearing is pretty attractive uh, at a business level. Integration, scalability, flexibility, strong improvement in customer experience, mm -hmm. the ability to innovate and compete, uh, and you know, at the end of the day, a lower total cost of ownership. Yep. you know, through the different efficiencies that you've talked about from the cloud and from, you know, from this general, uh, I'm still going to say plug and play approach. Yes. Uh, so, so it, it's, you know, it sounds like a very attractive picture. It is. How, I'll just I'll jump in there quickly because we yeah. just launched HCL Commerce Cloud and HCL Commerce Cloud is a, you know, fully cloud-based managed, uh, managed um, software as a service offering. So now we will actually do all that, um, operational side for you. So the company can take advantage of all that agility, the ability to take on new innovation, and they can just leave it all to us. And we deliver it at a lower, lower total cost of ownership because we've got those central services that are looking after multiple customers. You don't need to have you know, a DB, a database expert, or you know, a DevOps um, expert in, in containers we deliver that for you so you can focus on how can I get the most out of the platform? How can I get into new sales channels so I can sell more? Let us, let us manage the technology. And so uh, and I'd highly recommend that, you know, look at it. HCL Commerce Cloud as a managed service um, is, is, is definitely the way to go. So it sounds like companies that are pivoting away from this full microservices approach, they actually have a place to go. There, there's, a, there's a solution out there. Absolutely, yes. I encourage them to go come talk with us and we'll um, work with them to figure out a way to move them from, from the microservice type approach to this integrated composable solution that sits in our cloud. Well, Pete, I want to thank you for your time and thank you for, uh, for your expertise. 
in this area. Uh, it's, it's been a great conversation. Uh, I'm Mark Durham. This is the Digital Plus Insights podcast. And uh, thank you, Pete Wharton, uh, for, uh, for joining us. Thank you for the invite. It's been, it's been fun talking with you, Mark. Likewise, likewise. It's been a real pleasure.